Welcome to the Sly Dog Music Cast, and with me again, Andrew Chabala. Say hi, man. What's up, guys? How you doing, dude? Doing good. All right. So we were just talking about, like, we did not expect to like this album. What we're talking about today is Exciter by Depeche Mode. And that's kind of like their most polarizing album, don't you think? Like, maybe other than Speak and Spell? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a little bit... Definitely a little bit of an oddball for them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And Depeche Mode's another band that, you know, in a way just similar to David Bowie, we, we have a lot of history with. They were someone that you kind of, that you very much tried to push on me early on, and it was a strange experience for me. I've never heard music like this before. They're definitely a unique band, and they've had so many different sounds over the years and every time they always put their own spin on it they did they went from like being like a craft work knockoff to 80s synth pop to minimalist to industrial kind of yep. and then whatever i don't know kind of grunge on songs of faith and devotion yeah yeah a little bit a little bit so start with your history how did you get into this band um, so I got into them. My parents, you know, they were real into, like, classic rock growing up, and that's mostly, like, what they showed me. Then when I was, like, a teenager, I think they got kind of tired of it. You know, they'd been listening to the same shit for for years. And, uh, you know, they were like, you know, there were some 80s bands we re- really used to like. We haven't listened to in a while. We went over to, uh, I think it was Best Buy, picked up a album by The Cure, Disintegration, and we picked up uh, Music for the Masses by Depeche Mode listened to it on the way home it was like the first album that i ever really heard that didn't have any guitar on it like at least not recognizable guitar yeah. um, you know synth driven and i was i really got into it and i was like kind of surprised my parents were into it like yeah that kind of i was sold after that like nice album especially that uh oh man there's so many songs on that album. i'm not even gonna get into it but <laughs> <laughs> behind the album, wheel yeah that's a great album that, that record I remember you played me that was one of the first ones you played me that scared the shit out of me for some yeah, reason I still think that might be my favorite oh oh, sh- oh shit no no wonder it sounded funny oh no sorry I thought we had technical difficulty continue oh are we good yeah we're good now there okay, we go cool. all good but yeah so then I kind of you know just started to explore more after that bought uh you know, bought a few other albums by them and uh, started, you know, downloaded a few of their CDs. You know, that was like the days of Napster and, like, <laughs> and stuff. So, you know, I downloaded some of their music and uh, got into them. And uh, it kind of blew up from there. I saw they were still making albums, so I kept following them. They've always just kind of, like, touched me. Plus, knowing the history of their band, you know, the, you know dude being such a drug addict. And, like... <laughs> <laughs> The sweetest Definitely injection. identified with David for quite a while. <laughs> the sweetest injection with, yeah. uh, without any kind. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. And I remember, tell me if I'm wrong, I believe it was Depeche Mode. You told me you modeled your voice. Like, when you sang, you modeled your voice after Dave Yeah, yeah you know, Devon. he was definitely one of the people, because I, I read an interview with him where he talked about where, you know, he, he didn't like his voice, but usually in the studio, he found somewhere where he could reach deep and up inside and hit that emotion to where he was, like, satisfied with it. And that kind of, like, that really, like, stuck with me. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, after that, I kind of like, and I realized we kind of had a similar range and everything. So I kind of like picked up on some of his tricks and definitely like him and Bowie were probably like two of my big inspirations when it came to singing. It was kind of funny. It was years later after you told me that, like when I, when I started to get into Peshmo on my own kind of, that's when I really noticed it. You really do emulate a lot of his little Gavonisms, as I guess we could call yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yep. Dude, that vibrato or bravado. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, it all started with you. For me, and the first one I remember actually is Black Celebration. I remember you playing me that one. Oh, yeah. And I remember, that. like, you got to listen to this song, and you put on uh, A Question of Lust. And yep. it was this strange little song little song like i like i didn't know what to make of it because it was very minimalist oh yeah it's a weird song yeah like is there moaning in it or something like that or like a song? no that's in um that's i forget that's in that uh question or not a question of lust that's in um i want you now okay yeah, there's something yeah. weird about a question of lust too though like i remember him being like I don't oh know. yeah definitely some weird stuff going on at that one but yeah that melody though that's what always sucked me into that yeah. song that melody in the chorus that sweetness yeah yeah but i, I remember being like this is cool but i uh, don't know what i think but something kept pulling me back i remember i would come over and you would let me pick songs and i would always pick that one i would pick that one and there was one song off of music for the masses I would pick, but I can't remember what that is off the top Didn't of my head. Now. Let it down again. Maybe it was. It's towards the end of the album. Uh, pull, oh, that might have been that. I want you now. Maybe it was. I want you now. I'm gonna pull. Yeah. Up, I'm gonna pull up the album on Spotify. See what that song was. Yeah, so I had to like replay the songs real quick before we went through because I couldn't remember which one was which. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Let's see. It was, uh, it was, it was Pimpuff, I think. What was it? Oh yeah, that song is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think you once told me like never listen to this on drugs. It'll scar you for life. Yeah, yeah. Although I did, I don't know. They were kind of good at great experiences. <laughs> but I don't know that I would recommend it for the inexperienced. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that was kind of my th thing on the videos. I'm like, I like these songs, but I never really dove into it. But I always wanted to. Like, I always wanted to like them for some reason. And then when I moved to Long Beach, me and Mario like were at this new mall, and there's a store. There was a store in there called Book Off, and they had a lot of used CDs and stuff. And I was just going through, and they had a used copy of Violator. I'm like, I need to give this a try. I need to try again with this. So I bought that, and I took it home. And it just overwhelmed me, the emotion on that album. And I'm like, okay, I need to get more into this band. And then I got uh, Speak and Spell, Black Celebration, and Songs of Faith and Devotion. And it was Songs of Faith and Devotion that put me over the edge for some reason. I Feel You, Walking in My Shoes, Condemnation. I love Walking in My Shoes. That's one of my favorites. Almost a trip-hop song, like the way yeah, it's built. Yeah, cool. God, that's such a great song. But that was what kind of pulled me over, and then at the time, Spirit was coming out. <laughs> and Spirit ended up, we'll talk about Spirit later, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Spirit. <laughs> yeah, that, that was an interesting record. So, we're here today to talk about Exciter. I wanted to do this because I got Exciter kind of after my... And I'll talk more about my initial disappointment with Spirit later, but I wanted... I still wanted to hear more from this band. I got Exciter 
And I knew it was a polarizing album, but I ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I would. And that's why I thought I should do this. I should do an episode on this with Drew. So here we are. Um, that was kind of coming out of the, that was coming out of ultra. They were just getting sober. Um, so they didn't really know what to do at that, at that point, I guess they were, you know, like kind of, I guess everything was new and fresh and scary. Probably like, do we do the old sound? Can we do the old sound still? So when you first heard this record, like you probably heard it way before me, like when you were getting into the band, what were your thoughts? Like, do you remember? Definitely, like, you know, I had listened to it a couple times, but no song ever really particularly grabbed me. And maybe it's because I had listened to it back to back with, like, you know, what I loved by then. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it just wasn't ready for it. Or, I don't know, but it just never really grabbed me. You know, I heard it, and I, every time it would come on, I'd end up, you know, skipping songs, and I'd just end up eventually just changing the album to one of the ones I really liked. So, you know, I heard bits and pieces of it, and it just never really caught me. So I was kind of like, eh. Not really too <laughs> worried about you know giving that album too many more chances. <laughs> I get I get that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, it seems and you read online, it's very polarizing. Some people are like, "This is the worst thing they've ever done." Other people are like, "It's like a lost classic." So yeah, it, I guess it all depends on who you talk to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's all definitely a matter of opinion. Yeah, but okay. like visiting the album like recently. I realized that I actually like it a lot more than I remember. Like, there's a lot of, like, classic Depeche Mode melodies in there. It's a little more experimental with, like, the electronic side of things. But, oh, like, yeah. I like that. Oh, um, yeah. Maybe it's not fired and as emotional as some of their old shit, but as an album as a whole, like, I think it's actually a great album. Oh, yeah. And I think you could also make this argument. You, you said something great at the beginning of the episode. You said they've done so many different sounds over the years and just taken them and made them their own. Y'all. And I started thinking about that, listening to this album, and I was like, maybe this is the last time they really did that. Because I'm not, I don't, I loved, I love playing The Angel, but it's essentially a throwback album. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's nothing new. Classic sounds. Yeah. Which isn't bad, it's just a thing. Like, it's yeah. kind of like what they're known for. You think they'd do more with all the electronic, a bit, you know, synthesizer possibilities nowadays? Yeah, yeah, you would think that, wouldn't you? Like, there's, there's a whole world out there influenced by them now. That's yeah. like, I think, slowly bubbling up. Like, they may not be mainstream, but people like aesthetic perfection. Like, they're very much from the Depeche Mode school of sound. Yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, the little, you know, a little bit of throwback, but like, She Wants Revenge, you know, back, you know, a couple of years, I guess it was a little while ago now, maybe like 10 years ago, but you know, they were bringing back that sound too. Like, people keep bringing it back because it's a good sound. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a classic sound and it touched a lot of people. It was a soundtrack to a lot of people's lives or first uh, fucks or first girlfriends or first heartbreaks. Yeah. And I think it appealed to like club kids and rock fans. Like, they were one of them bands that kind of crossed over a little bit, where you had, like, people that, you know, typically listen to, like, a lot of, you know, like, that 80s, like, hair metal stuff and, like, all the popular 80s stuff. But they were able to get down with the Pestimate, too, because they still had that, like, rock and roll attitude and vibe, but yet they still had, like, the dance, you know, danceable synthesizers and drum machines and everything going. Totally. Totally. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, there was something for everyone there, and that's, I think, what has kept them around this long. Yeah. I think we'll continue to keep them around. 
But yeah, you want to do the track by track? Yeah, I think I'm ready. All right, let's start. Dream on. That's kind of a very. It's a. It starts the record very minimalistic. Um, yeah. Very earthy. Like it's the most like stripped back feeling song on the album for me. Yeah. Like it. Like there's an acoustic guitar and there's a little bit of programming, maybe a little bit of sub bass, and you've got Dave Gavon's voice, and it's just. It's a very gentle way to start a Depeche Mode album. Like they don't necessarily start loud, but they always start intense. And this is kind of a yeah. downbeat way to start the album. But I dig it, Drew. It kind of reminds me almost like a little bit. They were trying to go for that personal Jesus feel a little bit, you know, with the, ah. the guitar and everything. But like, you know, it's got its own spin on it. But definitely, I kind of felt like they were going for that vibe a little bit more so on the first track to get it started but i like the way they did that minimalistic kind of kind of feel to it and like i just really like the melody to it it's got a good like good melody in the way that i don't know it's just a good no i totally agree I, the melody is perfect and i never thought of the personal jesus compare comparison yeah like that guitar riff just yeah. kind of reminds me similar in similar style to the personal jesus riff Especially, it's just played, you know, more acoustically and stripped down to yeah. give it that laid-back feel. But it definitely kind of captures that vibe, and I like the way they did it. It's something different. It's not quite as commercial as Personal Jesus, but it's got that same catchy, you know, almost could be a single kind of feel. I agree. All right. Now let's move on to, this is one of my favorite songs, Shine. I love this one. It's yeah, kind of erotic like and it's the most romantic Depeche song, Depeche Mode song I've ever heard. Maybe like just in terms of pure romance, like the visions it conjures up, like the girl in the white dress. Like it's like almost it's a little S and M at times, but it's not master and servant S and M. You know what I mean? Like I almost yeah, feel yeah, like there's an undercurrent yeah, of S and M in this song. <laughs> what yeah, do you it's think? It's like a little bit more grown of up, shine. Or version of it. Like, yeah. But uh, yeah, this is another. I just love his voice on this album. I know, right? Like, incredible. It's so upfront in the mix. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Shine. Shine's one of the best songs on here, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely up there. I don't know if it's my favorite on there, but it's definitely up there. I love the chorus, and I love the electronics well in the chorus, that where it gets a little more intense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what you call, call that. Like, the freak out where it gets a little... Yeah, I know exactly. I don't know what to call it either, but that, I know exactly. That that, that swell is just incredible. Yup. Yeah. Man. Sadly, it hasn't been played live since the tour. That's But if I could bring one back, this would be the one I'd bring back. If I yeah, saw that's them. a good tune. Alright, The Sweetest Condition. This almost has a trippy country feel to me with that slide guitar. Yeah, yeah, but, actually, I got it playing in the background right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Like, I, I was listening I, to it yesterday, yeah. I'm like, huh. I kind of like it. I was kind of expecting, like, it almost feels like a, uh, like a continuation of The Sweetest Perfection or something. You know, what's that song uh, that says? Yeah. It's Perfection. Yeah. Uh, that song by the Mode, it kind of reminds me of like a continuation of that, but like a little bit more like 90s sounding, you know, with that little bit of that, I don't know, it almost reminds me of like how Metallica had like that kind of country feel on load and reload. Oh, okay. Yeah. What was that? Like, uh, Until It Sleeps, was that what it is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like totally different, like stop. 
how, but it kind of has that same like vibe to it in my to me, anyways. <laughs> I never thought of that. Oh, yeah, but I, you know, I think it's definitely not one of my favorites on the album. Yeah, I do like it. You know what I mean? It's a solid track. Yeah, it's one, it's one of those ones like it's you never skip it, but you don't necessarily go to it either. Yeah, it's perfect where it is. All right. Uh, when the body speaks. This was the single, actually. This was the yeah, single. Yeah, this is actually probably one of my favorites on the album. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's a nice little moody ballad. Uh, yeah. They still they still play it live sometimes, and not a lot of instrumentation on this one. A lot of ambience. Yeah, I really like their ambient sound. Like it's not uh, necessarily what I want to listen to when I just want to listen to the Pesh mode, but like they do it well. They do. They really do. Kind of have that Brian Eno influence to it, like yeah, you know Berlin era Bowie kind of. Oh, I love that stuff. Yeah, it's got like I feel like they were probably listening to some stuff like that whenever. Oh, I'm I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were. That's that's kind of the school they came out of. I feel like that almost you know, like I said before, almost has more in common with something like a speak and spell almost, which is yeah, very minimalistic and very. Craftworkish that record is. That's a strange album. Yes. Right. This is my favorite song, "The Dead of Night." Yeah, Holy actually. Shit. So if I had to pick an absolute favorite, this is this is my favorite. Oh man, it's so it's I, harsh and intense, and I love it. I love the electronic vibe to it, like the the synth in it, and the way oh that with the goes with. The, Drums. It's just it's a really cool pattern, you know. It kind of makes you want to move and everything, and like, but you can feel that emotion. It's definitely one of the more like I feel emotionally felt tracks on the album. I agree. I agree. It it makes you want to move, but it's all. I love. There's a sense of danger to this song. Like you, it, it could fit in two perfect scenes in a movie: a, a club scene, or like you know the the scene where like the guy's taking the girl out to the graveyard. And he's got the yeah, wrench, kind of, and he's got a clubber over the head. Yeah, it reminds me of some shit you see an American Horror Story or something. Exactly. Yeah, actually, this would be a good song to use in American Horror Story. Yeah, someone someone needs to get on get on that. That would be a yeah. great place. Yeah, it's got Lady Gaga in it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and they're in the zombie room. <laughs> God, what a great song. What a great lost song in their discography. This is... Incredible. And now, correct me if I'm wrong, this is still Dave Gavon on vocals, right? You know, I can't, you know, so I have a, honestly have a really hard time telling them apart sometimes. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Because they just complement each other so well. Like, they do have very different voices, but then sometimes I hear them and, like, I know it's one because I've read online or whatever, but it sounds like the other. So... I'm not gonna lie. I'm not an expert on telling them apart. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Actually, because uh, <laughs> no, I feel bad because I can never tell them apart. I am like really good when I get into a band. Like when I got into like the Beatles or Kiss, I was very quick on picking out who was who. Yeah. But with Depeche Mode, I yeah, they they compliment like you said they complement each other so well. I'm like, uh, yeah, could go either way. <laughs> Like, it's easy, it, you're, it's like you said, it's easier for me to know, like, when it says, like, on, like, online, like, oh, that's who sings yeah, that one. for sure. Like, I've always, like, I think, uh, doesn't Martin sing, uh, um, 
uh, damn, now I can't remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> I know he sings Death's Door. I know that's that that one's his. A Question of Lust. That's one of his. That's what one I was thinking of. A Question of Lust. That's it. Yeah, that's him. That's I knew it. that. That uh, one and uh, the other one I remember. I think somebody. I think he sings that one too. Yes, definitely he sings in somebody. Yeah. But beyond those two songs, <laughs> pick them out. And the only reason I know is because he sings in that really high voice like the whole time in this song. It makes it easier to pick them out. He does. He does. But it, the problem with with it, with his high voice though, like compared to Dave Gavon, is he still does the vibrato thing. So you're like, oh, it's just Dave yeah, singing in a higher exactly. range. <laughs> But they just, they complement each other. Like, they gotta be two of the best, like, dual, you know, having two people singing in a band. Like, they do it some of the best, I think, of any band. I agree. I agree totally. Like, hand and glove, they go together. Yup. Alright. Next one is Love Theme. That's just kind of a transitional piece. It's cool, yeah, but... Yeah, that's what I felt about it, too. It's definitely just like an ambient transitional piece. Yeah. Um, you know, cool... But something I'm, you know, if I'm putting it on, it's not on a playlist, I'm probably not throwing yeah. that. So one of my playlists to jam out to. The best thing I can describe it as, it's the music in your head that plays as you're picking up the vinyl and flipping it over. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's essentially <laughs> that's all that is. Put it, yep. And then we get right into Free Love, which so- opens with what sounds like a spaceship taking off before the vocals come in. And it's another wonderfully minimalistic song. It's a song about song about like you know just love with no strings attached, just yeah, free love. It's one of my favorites. I feel it's very classic Depeche Mode. Oh yeah, like it, it's written and everything, just lyrically, musically. It's just very. It's probably the most classically Depeche Mode song on the album. I feel. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna disagree with you there. Yeah, that that's very true. Uh, just the vocals on this one, like. That's what gets me about this song. It's incredible. Like it's, it kills me that he like you told me that he, he doesn't like think he's that good of a singer. It's like you listen back to this and like how can you think that? Like that's oh, it's, it's amazing like, to me. I, I do understand. I mean, he just like you're always your own worst critic. But at the yeah. same time, I listen to him. I'm like, man, how could you not like this? Yeah, this is great. But he probably <laughs> finds you know that one imperfection that we don't notice and he fucking hates it. Of it. That, that's true. That's true. It's a, it's incredible to think that. He's probably he's shot heroin. He's probably like, man, I'm to my vocal take on this album. <laughs> I listen to it all the time. Hear it on the radio. <laughs> I can't. He's addicted to drugs. <laughs> but like, I understand. Like, I think that's why so many artists struggle with addiction because they're like your own worst critic, and you know, you always got to deal with critics. And, like you just it's a very like self-critical job like you always feel like you're not doing enough and it's like you know it's rough on people yeah yeah it, it was rough and, on them yeah it, it almost took them out before this record was even made jesus yeah yeah <laughs> they almost ended up like this next song comatose yeah <laughs> the, the, tr- the trippiest eeriest song on the album for me no I, guitar I, like, I actually have this one playing right now oh wow this that, this is my other favorite, other than uh, The Dead of Night. This is my favorite song on the yeah. album. I love the vocals, and it reminds me of Black Celebration. Yeah, I'm, I definitely do get that Black Celebration vibe from this song, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's probably not like one of my favorites on the album, but 
but I definitely, uh, I definitely do enjoy it. Like, I like the vibe. I just think, for, I don't know, for some reason, the melody in this one, just, it was one of those songs that, like, I like it, but, like, I don't know, there's something about the melody that never quite pulls me in the way, like, the Black Celebration stuff. Yeah, no, I get I get that, man. I, I, I feel that way about The Sweetest Condition. I get that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I get that. that That's how I about that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> But oh, fun, I still enjoy that. I really like his voice, and I think his vocal performance was awesome in that one. Yeah. Quick fun aside about the Black Celebration. Do you remember, you got that CD. My mom gave it to you, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do remember that. I remember <laughs> listening to it with you, and I remember I was looking at the CD case, and you're doing things in the chair next to me. But I'm looking at the CD case, and I go, dude. There's fucking poppies on this album cover. Could this be an any more <laughs> obvious heroin reference? Point that out to me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, could you be any more obvious? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. yeah oh. I remember that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I Feel Loved is number is the next song up. And this is the most clubby one on, on the album. Yeah, it's like, I, I enjoy this one. This is a good um, one. Yeah, I definitely feel like maybe some, like, the Peshmerga fans might not like it. Maybe it's a little too, I don't know. I really like when they do their dancier kind of stuff. I do too. Yeah, so I, I really enjoy it. Like, I would actually, like, probably put it in my top three of the album. Oh, totally. I, I love this one. I love. I, it's very, you know, you could argue that it's influenced by the sounds of the time a little bit. I hear a little bit of the prodigy, prodigy in this song. Yeah. But, I don't know, it works, and you wouldn't have the prodigy without Depeche Mode, so no. this song is perfect for me. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, too soon. That was, that was rough. I know. That was a rough one. He bumped. Uh, I, I hope he's smacking his bitch up in heaven. Yep. <laughs> oh, man, rest in peace, dude. Uh, breathe. Back to minimalism on this song. The guitar is back on this one too, and it's another one that's okay, but it, this one, this one's not one of my personal faves. If I had to pick a least favorite, the, breathe is probably it. Yeah, I really liked breathe. <laughs> I was a huge fan of the guitar in it. I liked the whole feel. It reminded me of being in a spy movie or something. Ah. Like. <laughs> I, I just really like the whole vibe of the song. I was a fan of the melody. I really like the little guitar riff. Like it's just a, it's a, and I love his vocal performance. Like it's just an all around. Like I don't know. It was one I really kind of felt whenever I revisited the album. Yeah, I get that. I get that. <laughs> that's what's great. Like we're allowed to disagree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I know that's what I love about music though. Like everything touches different people. You know, like yeah. Like, loves the other person, you know, they might hate it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's one of the best things about music. Like, my, fa my favorite example is I love Do You Close Your Eyes When You're Making Love by Rainbow, and you cringe when you hear that song. I, I cringe so hard every time <laughs> I hear that song. <laughs> I, I played it to you to try and get you out of a coma once. <laughs> oh, damn, really? I did. I was hoping you would wake up and try to turn it off. That is hilarious. <laughs> it didn't work, and that's not a joke, people. That actually happened. <laughs> oh, man. I tried. 
Easy Tiger. Other than being a thing I say to my cat, it's more transitional music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a pretty weird song for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I Am You. Um, I love this one. We're picking back up now. This is a very hypnotic, very floaty, airy Depeche Mode song, which is one of the things they do best. This is another 80s-sounding one. I love this one. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. It wasn't, it wasn't one of the standout ones to me whenever I revisited the album, but I definitely did enjoy it. You know, it's definitely got, it's got everything, you know, I want to hear when I listen to a Depeche Mode song, but, like, it just wasn't really one of the ones that, like, really particularly spoke to me. I get that, yeah. But, and, I did, you know, it wasn't one I skipped. You know, yeah. I wanted to skip, but it just wasn't one that I was like, you know, add this to my playlist of songs I want to hear when I listen to Depeche Mode. Yeah, I got you there. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like that all, I feel like everything comes together on the last song, Goodnight Lovers. Like, this is like a throwback, I think, to uh, Condemnation with the, with like the gospel choir feel. Yeah, yeah. Actually, both these, the last two songs on the album kind of like underwhelmed me. Like, I kind of yeah. fell off huh. a little last two i did like them like they're good and i like the you know i kind of like the gospel influence it just wasn't like you know it was another song that didn't really grab me the same way some of the early you know like not even the earlier ones but like a couple of them ones in the middle yeah you know were a couple of actually i think might even end up being like some of my favorite depeche mode songs now after hearing you know after hearing them a few times this week and everything yeah uh, so yeah no, i get that this, but, uh, uh, I do enjoy it. It's a very calming song. It I is. do. I like the vibe of it. You know, it's definitely like, you know, I was definitely stoned the one night just chilling. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, just chilling. I like the vibe. But, you know, it just wasn't one of the ones where I was like, you know, very, on my Depeche Mode playlist. <laughs> I think it's a good send off song. I think it ends it, things nicely. It's a closer for sure. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt about like, Sometimes I feel like that with albums, you know, where it's something, it's a perfect fit for the album. Yeah. You know, it's a perfect ending for the album, but it's not necessarily one of my favorite songs from the album. It's just a great way to close out and phase out from yeah. it. I get that. It's like Outside the Wall, On the Wall by Pink Floyd. You would never exactly. listen to that outside the album, but mm -hmm. you have to have it when you hear The Wall. And that that wraps up the, the album. That. Brings it brings like our track by track to a close, and we both liked it more than we thought we would. To kind of keep going on things, so Depeche Mode put out an album, and I believe it was twenty seventeen. They put out Spirit. The album's over almost two years old now, and yeah. I and we were both under kind of underwhelmed by it. Uh, like yeah, I, I want to talk about it a little bit because you told something to me before we even recorded. You thought that album kind of reminded you of Exciter. Do you still think that after listening to Exciter, or do you think it, like... Uh, no, Exciter's way better. <laughs> uh, agree. Agreed. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, maybe I just need to listen to it a few more times, but it just nothing grabbed me on it, you know? And I yeah. Mean, like, some, like, if I listen to an album, you know, a few times, sometimes it takes me a while before I really like an album, you know? I gotta listen, you know, songs I thought I didn't like, sometimes I end up really liking them later on. Sometimes you just gotta hear them at the right time or explore them yeah. at the right time. So, but I don't know, nothing on that album has caught me yet, and any time I revisited it, I haven't really, uh, 
you know, I ended up turning it off after a couple songs. No, I, I, I get I get you there. Um, I, I'll admit, I had high hopes for it because, like, like we, we have that, like, for me especially, I'm sure, I think you have this too sometimes. When you get into an artist and they have a new album coming out, like, you are just excited for that. Because like, oh, not, yeah. not only have you just discovered this great new thing, they have more coming, and that's incredible. So I was, I had just gotten into them. I was, like, super stoked for this to come out. Like, I remember... I took a trip. Uh, we were living in Long Beach at the time, and Mara had the car, so I Ubered to the mailbox, which is like, I don't know, like a mile or two away just to get it, 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 it come in. I brought it home. I'm like, this is going to be awesome! And I just remember putting it on and being like, wait, 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 it, it, it's got to come. It's, something's got to happen. And then the CD's half over, and, it's, and, this is, and this is when it got bad. I think around track seven is when it starts to drag for me. It yeah. just, I it's long. It's pretty long oh, out too, God. isn't it? <laughs> it's it was just it was disappointing, but like I didn't want to acknowledge it at first, so I kept listening to it, and I grew to appreciate some of the songs on there. I think going backwards and the way you move are really good songs, but some of the later later ones in the album, man, like they almost put me to sleep. Yeah, they're so slow and monolithic yeah and like i loved playing the angel and like even uh what was it delta machine delta machine yes yeah even in you know i didn't like it quite as much as playing the angel but i was like man they still got it you know they're still making some good albums i have high hopes for the next one yeah but i uh, just didn't really didn't really do it for me <laughs> and, and, and this is just a purely a, an opinion thing um i don't want to get too political but do you think that with the theme of the album at the time, Trump got elected and there's a lot of like complaining on the album about the state of the world, do you think that maybe hurt our perception of the album just a little bit because maybe we didn't want to hear that subconsciously at the time? That's very possibility, good possibility. Yeah, it's just like you're sick of hearing about it, you know? Yeah, and then... It you know, when you get it, you listen to music to like kind of escape some of this shit that's going on in the world, and like, you know, yeah, and then you find it of it. Yeah, it, it slowly seeps in. Yeah, like the only song on there that kind of like gets you away from that feeling is uh, the way you move. That's a very dark and sexy song, I think. Yeah. But the yeah. rest of it, going backwards, scum, uh, where's the revolution? They're good, but eh. Yeah, it didn't uh, excite me too yeah. much, but I, I, I'll probably revisit it again a few times. Oh yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'll probably end up giving it another chance too eventually. Like, there, there, there are certain album, albums by bands like you don't give up on. Like, if you love a band enough, even that album you really don't get, you just keep trying for some reason. You don't listen to it all the time, but you will try. Yeah. Like, I'm still tr I'm still trying with tonight by David Bowie. I don't. It's it's still not clicking. <laughs> yeah, I haven't listened to that one in a while. I forget what's even on it. I have to. Loving the Alien. Loving. I don't, alien. I don't remember particularly loving that album. <laughs> Loving the Alien is the best song on there. That's yeah. I can tell you, like the. Yeah, I remember. That's not one of my favorite David Bowie. There's songs. a really bad cover of Tonight by Iggy Pop on there. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll, I know it'll happen. I know it's going to happen like a month or two from now. I'm going to be looking at my shelf over there. I'm going to go, is that really that bad? 
Loving the Alien is such a great song. Let me pull that out again. And I'll be sitting here going... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do it all the time. And sometimes I'm like, well, maybe if I smoke enough weed, I'll get the album, you know, so I'll get real stoned. And then I'll put the album on. I'll be like, yeah, I'm pretty stoned. This might be a real good album right now. And then I put it on, and I'm like, nope, still not a good album. <laughs> That's when you know. That's when you no. know. Oh, God. Oh, man. Uh, one last thing on, on Depeche Mode. So, the future. The future. Um, what would you like to see going forward? Would you like to see them take some time before they do this next one and maybe just get themselves together? Or do you think they have another good one in them, like, right now? I don't know. I, I, I'd like to see more music from I think they do have it in them. I don't know about when, but I think they do have it in them to at least make another, maybe not, you know, even if not great, at least a good album. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I'd be happy with another, like, something exciter level. You know I, mean? I, I would too. I would too. I, 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 Exciter level, Delta Machine level, anything like that. Even even if it's another throwback album like Playing the Angel was, I'd be very happy with that. Like I'm actually surprised, really surprised. Like looking back on it, how many of these like songs from Exciter I'll be listening to now whenever I listen to Depeche Mode. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm glad definitely. I could do that for you too. Yeah, I'm glad I could do that for you. I'm glad I could like share this with you a little bit because. This is an album like when I when I thought about talking about it to you, I'm like, he's gonna hate this. Like, <laughs> like, he, like he loves Violator and stuff like that. There's no way he's gonna tear this apart. So I was happy to see you actually enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I really did. It's definitely a solid album, even if not one of my favorites. You know, it definitely was definitely got some songs out there that I'm definitely gonna listen to more that I realized I never fully appreciated before that I can fully appreciate now. So kids, if you haven't heard it, go go give it a listen. Go give it a stream. Go pick it up. It's easy to find. Uh, Drew, as usual, stick around. We're going to talk some more. But for myself, Andrew Trabala, this has been the Sly Dog Music Cast. We will see you next time. See you guys. Peace. And thank you for listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. If you want to know what's going on, follow me on Twitter at Sly Dog Music Cast or Facebook at Sly Dog Music Cast. Thanks again for listening. Peace, love, and music.